InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. If you or a loved one use prescription drugs, there's a good chance you may be overpaying. InfoTrack's Jim Anthony talks with an expert who has some great tips on how to save. Jim? Thanks, Chris. Dr. Marvin Lipman is the Chief Medical Advisor of Consumer Reports. Dr. Lipman, welcome to the show. Nice to be with you. Consumer Reports conducted a recent price survey for five common prescription generic medications. First of all, what medications were used in the survey and what were your findings? Well, we took five medications that are in common use throughout the country. One was an antidepressant called fluoxetine, goes by the brand name of Prozac. The next was lisinopril for blood pressure, goes by the name of Zestril or Prinavil. The next was a cholesterol drug called Lovastatin, which goes by the brand name of Mevacor. And then the last two were metformin, which is a diabetes drug, goes by the name of Leucophage. And then there's the drug to prevent blood clots called Warfarin, which goes by the brand name of Coumadin. We presented these five prescriptions at pharmacies, 132 to be exact, throughout the country in their generic forms, actually bought the five medications, and then computed the lowest and the highest prices for the five as a group. And the difference was? Oh, the difference was tremendous. The lowest we obtained at Costco pharmacies, and that was in the range of $48.00. And the highest was at an independent drugstore, I think, in the Midwest, close to $290. That's quite a spread from 48 to $292. It's interesting to note that some of the generics purchased at independent pharmacies were actually, as you say, more expensive than those found at the national chains, like a Costco. And you would think that the mom-and-pop pharmacies always seemed like a good price alternative in the past. That may not necessarily be the case, however. I don't think it is the case. I think if the independents were to charge the low amounts that the bigger pharmacies do, they wouldn't be able to survive. Why such a disparity in price, though? Well, there are no laws that govern the pricing of pharmaceuticals. We found discrepancies in price among stores of the same chain. For instance, CVS. We found wide variations in CVS pharmacies throughout the country. Does geography play a factor in determining price? In other words, the more affluent an area, the more expensive the drug? Interesting you should ask that. We did a survey of an antibiotic tetracycline a number of years ago at Consumer Reports, and we found the most expensive prices for tetracycline were in the poorest parts of the city. If that answers your question, it's sort of paradoxical, but that's the truth. Right. If it were a more affluent area, you might have a wider variety of the same type of medication. Would that then cause, obviously, greater competition and a lower price? Fortunately, it doesn't work that way in medication sales. Most of the time, the generics, even though they're fighting for a place, a market share, the prices will stay up for the most part, depending upon the place that you buy them. So even if you're buying generic drugs, as opposed to brand name drugs, you still have to shop for the best price among generic drugs. So what's really at the core of the price discrepancy issue here? Is the FDA not doing enough to approve more generic drugs? Are we at the mercy of the big drug makers who, as some accuse, are using stalling tactics and getting those generic drugs approved and then marketed? What's really at the core here? Yeah, Every pharmaceutical company that has a brand name drug on the market whose patent is about to expire stands to lose millions, if not billions, of dollars. 
as prices fall as the generics come onto market. So a brand will do everything it can to prevent a generic from coming onto the market. This includes buying out the generic even. In other words, giving the generic company a large stipend not to come on the market to compete with it. I thought that was an interesting point made in this report. It seems like a sweetheart deal for both sides. Well, it is. The only person who loses is the consumer because she has to stick with the high-priced drug. And there are various other ploys that brand name companies use to prevent generics from coming onto the market. One is to engage in a, uh, a trial of the efficacy of the drug in children. And the FDA has given permission for this. If a company starts doing studies on children, they can maintain patent rights as long as they continue to keep the study going and expect results. So that's another way of trying to uh, keep the generics off the market. So this ultimately comes back to the FDA, the FTC, Congress. And, you know, what does Congress need to do, really, to crack down on the dangerous pricing game and the sweetheart deals that uh, I alluded to earlier? Well, Congress has to come to grips with itself. For instance, the Modernization Act for Medicare with the uh, Drug Purchasing Act for Seniors, that actually prohibits Medicare from bargaining with the pharmaceutical companies to bring down the price. And Medicare has an awful uh, large bargaining advantage, and the law actually prevents Medicare from bringing down the price of the drugs. So Congress has to come to grips with the problem. And this is not Republican or Democratic. This is a bipartisan problem. And both sides of the fence have to get active in trying to bring down the price of drugs, which are the highest in this country as anywhere in the world. Now, Consumer Reports recommends that consumers do comparison shopping to get the best possible price for uh, prescription drugs. But let's face it, you know, purchasing medicine is more of an immediate necessity than, say, comparison shopping for electronics or home appliances. Time is of the essence when people need their medicine. So how viable is it for people to actually do comparison shopping when it comes to uh, generic versus name brand prescription drugs? Well, it depends on whether you need the medicine right away. If you need an antibiotic for a sore throat, you're not going to go around and price it because by the time you'll get the right price on the antibiotic, you'll either be very sick or you'll be better. But for maintenance medications that you're going to be on for years and years and years, like blood pressure medications, diabetes medications, antihypertensives, and things of this sort, you can certainly afford to shop around. And really, in a nutshell, doctor, what is it that people need to do when it comes to getting their prescriptions? When your doctor prescribes a drug for you, you have to ask the doctor if there's a generic for that drug. That's number one. Number two, if there's a generic, then you have to shop for the best price for that generic. Unless, it, as I explained before, it's an acute illness where you don't have time to shop. Number three, if there is no generic drug for that medicine that the doctor prescribes, and that's true in a lot of cases, you can do one of two things. You can go to bestbydrugs.org where we determine which out of several classes of drugs are the best drugs for that purpose, such as hypertension or depression or ulcers. We have determined through a series of evidence-based measures which drugs are not only best, but which drugs are the best buy. And then you should ask your doctor, instead of that drug that he or she prescribed, is there another drug that's less pricey that will do the same thing? For instance, if you have a urinary tract infection, 
it's very common now to prescribe a fairly expensive drug called ciprofloxacin, for which there is no generic as yet. It goes by the brand name of Cipro. However, Bactrim DS, which is a sulfur drug, can actually accomplish the same thing and at one-tenth of the price. So the doctor, if requested by the patient, can actually change the prescription to another drug that'll do the same thing, but at a much, much cheaper price. Dr. Marvin Lippman, the Chief Medical Advisor of Consumer Reports, I thank you for your time, and thanks again for your insight on this ongoing issue. You're very welcome. For InfoTrack, I'm Jim Anthony. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.